brother. I'm sure you guys, some of you guys know who he is. Drake London, he's on the Atlanta Falcons. How to um, like break off with people that are no longer in your village, in your tribe. So my moon sign is Pisces, so I be crying, bro. No, I've definitely um, mastered the art of scheduling my emotions. All right, so Wait, like, it what doesn't mean scheduling? you can't. Yeah, you got to pencil it in. Yeah, say Friday. <laughs> Friday at two. All right, we are fucking crying. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Erin Ashley Simon. I'm a broadcaster, entrepreneur, and a cultural disruptor who's redefining what it means to be a creator. Welcome to Real Gems. Today's episode highlights the importance of community and how it takes a village for us to succeed. Join us as we speak to a creator whose relationship with their family and friends has helped to create a newfound success in their career. Today's guest is a woman of many talents, one being a professional model who has built up an influential face in the streetwear industry. But away from the runway, as well as behind the camera, she is also a hip-hop DJ and someone who owns their own clothing brand. Please welcome Michaela London. Michaela, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Well, before we get into it, I have to ask you this because I, so I have this tendency of like having conversations with people before we record and then finding out fascinating things <laughs> about people. And then I'm like, wait, I got to ask you this first. So like I found out. You are super into podcasts. Yes, I am super into podcasts. We like just talked about that for like 10 minutes before we started. Right yes, now. yes. And I'm like super excited to be here because I'm like living my podcast dream right now through <laughs> you. Like, thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> of course. I mean, what is it? I mean, you, so you said that during college you were mm -hmm. by yourself and like podcasts like brought vo like just human voices into your room yes. to help you. And then that was the beginning of your journey in podcasts. And then... You got a little bit deeper for you after yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. Like when I moved to college, I moved into a dorm room by myself and like every day I just like wanted to hear voices when I was getting ready. I don't know. It was like a conversation I could be a part of, but mm -hmm. like not have to talk back <laughs> or like I could pause <laughs> at any time and be like, okay, I'll get back to you later, yeah. boo. Um, but I always loved like company. I grew up in like a really lively house. So mm -hmm. when I was by myself, I was like... I miss voices and I love music to death, but sometimes you're not in a music mood. You're just like, I just yeah. want to hear some things. And so um, I was, yeah, I was in school and I started getting into like true crime podcasts and then it mm -hmm. just started expanding from there where it's like, I've now been following people's journeys for like five, six years where I'm like, I love your podcast. And people are like, whoa, chill out, calm down. You know, everything about my life, like I like log everything. It's just, I'm like really tuned in in the conversation, yeah. but I think, I always love learning from other people, mm -hmm. other people's perspectives, especially when people have guests on their podcast. I'm like, I would have never looked into that person or that person mm -hmm. is so sick. I learned so much from that new book release, whatever, that video game they developed. Like, I feel like my palette and what I'm interested in grew because mm -hmm. I always was like listening to podcasts and now it's like a part of me. And <laughs> I listen every day when I get ready in the morning. Well, now people get to learn more about you yes, on this yes. podcast. <laughs> so let's get into your beginnings. Like, how did you start? How did you get your foot into the industry? Because I I know from one of, someone I know, she used to uh, do agency works at mm -hmm. Wilhelmina. Mm -hmm. And she was just talking to me about, like, how vigorous and how intense the modeling industry yes. can be. So how did that even happen for you? I feel like my story is pretty unique for the mm. time it happened, but now we're seeing it happen way more often, which was like, I don't know, for me really reassuring. Um, 
since I was younger, I would watch like America's Next Top Model with Tyra Banks and I would do fashion shows for my family, like in the living room. Like I was like very <laughs> dedicated to this dream. But then when I got older, you know, and was like, okay, what's my career going to be? I thought I was going to move to San Diego. I thought I was going to be a publicist. Like I had a whole life. Wait, really? Yes. Publicist? Yes. Like that was like the plan, right? Oh, okay. okay. And so I'm like, okay, I'm geared and um, San Diego State did not accept me. I'm still angry about it. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. But it, I had to pivot, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I was a little jaded that, like, my dream of being a publicist mm. didn't work out. So I kind of went into this mode where I was like, can I cuss? Go ahead. Okay, yeah, go then. Ahead. All right. I was kind of like, fuck it mode. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm not going to follow anything. I'm just going to start doing and posting what I think is cool. Like, on Instagram, I was like, I don't have any followers. Having followers wasn't really like a concept, really. Like mm. if you were a celebrity, you had followers, but it wasn't like influencers that we see today, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to post these photos. And like I taught myself how to do my own makeup and my own hair. And like I was just like styling pieces from my closet, cutting up clothes and like oh, you're going all out. I was, go I was full <laughs> on creative directing. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was yet, right? And I was just like posting on Instagram and then. It was like I would just kept posting and posting and I started gaining some followers and I was like, wait, this is awesome. These are people that like what I do. Um, and then I just started showing more of my personality online. And then some people that know like my journey and everything, like I'm a big hip hop head. Like I love hip hop, all types of genres, like all different types. Um, and I would just like post on my story, like me in the car jamming, like just like getting my <laughs> life. And it was it was just raw, authentic moments that started getting kind of stripped from my profile. and being put on other places on the internet and like my 21st birthday I like woke up and I had 40,000 followers on Instagram wow because like oh a, a video went viral overnight when yeah. I was sleeping on Twitter wait what 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 video was the it? video of me singing still tipping by Mike Jones and I, oh. I'm dead ass just getting gas at Costco and it was my birthday and I, I bought myself some gold like gold things <laughs> gold bottom pieces I'm in the car I'm like feeling myself and I was like, I just threw it up on my story. And then the next day I, I woke up with so many followers and it was like, we love you, all this stuff. And I was like, wow, okay, there's kind of something here. I really want to model. I don't know how to go into there. So then I, mm -hmm. I took that and I was like, okay, I'm going to screenshot my profile. <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to screenshot all these pictures, print out all these pictures. And I'm going to email like on my like college account, like, can, can these modeling agencies meet with me? I was like, I'm gonna use my publicist mind mm -hmm. to like reach out to modeling agencies. Cause like I have, right, some strength. I got some yeah. followers. I got, okay, got let's some. do this. And every modeling agency in LA like denied me. They're like, you're too Instagram-y. We don't really know what to do with you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I just kept doing social media over and over again. And then I started booking shoots from my social media. Mm. One of my first big shoots was for Nike. And I was like, hey, like, I'm not signed anywhere. Like, how'd you guys find me? Like, oh, like, you were wearing Air Force Ones on your Instagram. I'm like, you just look so cool. I was like, okay, so the game is changing. Like, I can be myself. I can wear what I want to wear. I can talk how I want to talk. I can look how I want to look. And there's going to be some opportunity for me if I just keep going. And I think I've just taken that and ran with it. And now it's like, okay, button up the machine, make it work for me, right? So it's like, I'm blessed to have a modeling agency now. I'm a slash now with like a talent manager. We just onboarded like a booking agent. Like there's a whole yeah. other thing that goes into it. But definitely for me, it's way more grassroots and way more like, I'm going to show you that you have to invest in me.
and then now now I'm here. So it's been definitely tough in my skin for sure, you know? Yeah. And so I think when people ask me now, how do I get into it? I My answer is bias where I say, put yourself out there first. Do the things you want. Don't go to someone, can you develop me? Do the things that you're interested in because there's someone that's going to resonate with you out there that's going to love what you're doing. So that's yeah. a little bit about my story, my come up. <laughs> I mean, that's a good come up story. And that, and that just shows where it's like, don't expect someone to open the door for you. Sometimes you have to mm -hmm. create your doors Definitely. to open for yourself because if you go to someone and ask them to develop you, then they have so much more control over your right. career versus you kind of establishing that for yourself mm -hmm. and then really having the power to pick where you want to go. Definitely. And that's actually a good transition to the next question because you obviously, that's not the only thing that you do. Like, you know, <laughs> now you've been expanding, you've been building. So how have you been able to utilize what you've built in modeling mm -hmm. to expand to other avenues for yourself? I would say in a, a lot of ways I've grown into being a sponge where it's like when I go into different rooms and like these high production rooms with like so many different directors and stuff like that, watching how they move, watching how they talk, watching how they conduct business and then applying it to myself. Mm -hmm. Like something as simple as like uh, signing an email, like instead of saying like, all right, just your name, like best regards or something like that. Just like adapting like what you're seeing other people in more professional settings do that you haven't gotten to yet. Um, I would say one of those things is like being like a sponge in rooms and then applying it to myself for sure. And you know, when you're doing that, as you're applying some of this knowledge and information mm -hmm. that you're getting, how are you able to, you, you took that information, you, you set the course for it, but when did you start to really see tractions when it came to you building and managing these other verticals, so like DJing and <laughs> having your own collection right. and, and all of that? Because I think the reason why I ask is because you know, we all specialize and in, in, in are known for one thing, right? Mm -hmm. But to then build it into a multi-hyphenate business, mm -hmm. it's it's not easy. No, definitely not. I would, that is so crazy. I just think because of my original attitude, like saying fuck it and being like, okay, I'm just gonna post what I want, do what I want. I've applied that to other avenues where it's like, no, I don't have to box myself in and just be one thing that we've mm. been taught for so long. Like when you're an actor, you're an actor. Why are you trying to be something else, an entrepreneur? And I just feel like we live in a space now where it's like you can be anything, you can do anything, you can have be the jack of all trades, you can have this business, that business, and do this. And I think I was really intrigued by that because my intention span low-key. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I knew that modeling wasn't my forever, my end-all, yeah. be-all. And I would think I knew in the back of my head, I have so many other interests and things that maybe I just didn't have the opportunity to dive into when I was younger. But, yo, if I stack up and get this bread, maybe I can venture out into this. So I was yeah. always interested in clothes, right? And so that's when I put out um, my collection Mac gear a couple years ago, a unisex clothing line, and we've had like different releases and different drops and stuff. But I've always been interested in fashion, like cutting up my own clothes and making my own stuff. But I was like, okay, I got a little money and I completely self-funded that myself, mm -hmm. right? And then to DJing, it's like, okay, I love music. How do I get better? Utilizing YouTube, investing in equipment and stuff like that. And th people think these things happen overnight. Someone just is like, oh, I want to be this now. And it changes immediately overnight. It's like kind of convincing yourself like, yeah, I can do this, right? Yeah. And I, I can do this. And having that support system around you, I think is genuinely the most crucial thing for sure. It really is. And also one thing you, I guess people will start to realize is that there are 
transferable skills that no matter what you where you transition or, or where you go it, it fits across the board so mm -hmm. what do you feel like is a skill that you have that has been transferable from modeling to DJing to running your own you know clothing brand yes um, I grew up competitively dancing so okay. I'm like trained dancer like hip-hop ballet all the things and I, I was on a team and we would like compete all around Southern California all this stuff so I feel like that molded me not only in having like confidence in myself to go on a stage and maybe talk in front of people but teamwork making sure you're matching with your team you're showing up on time you have all of your costume all of your stuff coming prepared um, how to take direction from a coach or a leader and authority figure also having camaraderie with your sisters and your sisterhood and being like we're on the same team at the end yep. of the day and if there's no if there's beef all right then but we still got to go perform sis so <laughs> we'll we'll put that on the back burner <laughs> for later um I think it taught me a lot of like maturity skills and discipline huge that I use all the time I, I always say that like dance helped me with modeling dance helped me with my musicality with DJing dance has helped me get the confidence to even go up and just like go into a room with people you don't know and mm -hmm. still be yourself. I, yeah, I, I, I have to say from my experience, cause I played uh, soccer competitively. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, I played awesome. soccer from like three to 21 years old. Okay, and I feel like discipline was probably the biggest mm -hmm. thing. Like, cause there are times where I didn't want to go. Like, I'm sure with of you, course, like you don't yeah. want to go and do it. You don't want to go train. Yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh. Or same thing. My friends you, aren't, why do I have yeah. to go? Yeah. Or it's like, you have people on your team that you know you don't gel well with, but like, listen, we got to win. Like, mm -hmm. we got to do this. Exactly. Whatever you have against me, keep that off. Let's just, let's right. get the job done. Or even like politics. I'm, I, I played oh, soccer yeah. too, only until high school. Oh, oh you yeah, did? Wait, yeah. what position? <laughs> I was tall, so they would make me goalie. Uh, <laughs> Dang, of course. <laughs> um, but even just knowing like politics of mm -hmm. like, oh, what team are you going to be on and what coach likes what certain player, things that you don't really realize go into life and navigating mm -hmm. jobs and everything in the industry now. It's like, okay, knowing that the politics aren't personal. Yeah. The politics aren't, the po politics are of it are not personal, you know? Yeah. And, and even if there is some personal aspect mm -hmm. is usually what I like to say, it's the projection of that other person. Absolutely. And it's not necessarily you. Yeah. And and you can't take it personally. I know we... It's that's easier such a, said than done. I know, I know it's easier <laughs> said than done. But like, I think what really helps is when you have a support group and when you mm -hmm. have a village around you. So, you know, my mom has helped me really navigate my career. Yes. Um, she's a businesswoman and she really taught me all these different things. Like, hey... A no is not never, it's just not now. And like all these other philosophies that I think has really helped me to become a better business person. Yeah. And I can't lie. Sometimes when I take it personally, I'm like, Ma, like, I gotta, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, need, mean, a I need a vet. Just listen, please. I don't want to fight. I just want you to hear it. Uh, but it, it really does take a village and a mm -hmm. team yes. to succeed. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to you, how has your village slash support mm -hmm. group helped you achieve your goals? Oh my gosh, we're very like tribe mentality. I would say me and my family are super close. I'm mm -hmm. really close with my parents. My parents have been together since they were 14 and 16 years old. Um, and I have a younger brother. I'm sure you guys, some of you guys know who he is, Drake London. He's on the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so we, that in itself is like, we're best friends, me and him, my own brother, my own sibling are best friends. And just seeing how much my parents rode for each other loyalty and just always pouring into us like 
no matter how much they had to work or how much they had to sacrifice, still showing up to my brother's football games, still showing up to my dance competitions, mm-hmm. still being there for us. And more than anything, family, you know, is more important than any of your accolades, any amount yes. of money you make or whatever. If you don't have family or your tribe or people that love you, who do you share it with? Yeah. You know, and that's just the biggest thing for me. And I know my cup gets filled when I'm around people that love me and I love. And I feel like that's why I have so much love to give because I know what it's like to be truly loved and supported. So I think it's like my superpower in a lot of ways. And I just try to spread that energy to people. Like I always, since I was a little girl, um, not only being told you did a good job, but like good job for putting yourself out there and believing Mm -hmm. in yourself because I believe in you. And people don't hear that. Yeah. People do not hear that. So it might seem like a little thing to me, but it might be a huge thing to another person to be like, yo, I believe in you. What you did was sick right there. Keep going. Yeah. They take that with them. I've just been blessed with like copious amounts of it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know, so I try to give that to others as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. My family is very tight knit. Yes. My mom is like one of my biggest supporters and That's I beautiful. have an older brother. Same oh. thing. Yeah. Always supporting me. Um, it's funny though, cause like my mom is, she's like very protective though. So if she sees something, she'll be like, what was that? Da, da, da. Like my That's mom's a baby. Uh, yeah. My mom, my mom is Puerto Rican, black and a New Yorker. I was like, watch out, <laughs> watch out. Don't play, yeah, don't play with her. Cause she'll be coming. But no, she's, she's really great. She, she really taught me everything. And, and kind of like what you were saying, like I'm the same way. I tell my friends I'm proud of them. Mm-hmm. I tell my friends I love them because mm-hmm. like you were saying, we don't know what other people like they may not hear those things and sometimes that those little things can really change people's lives i like i always try to this may sound so cheesy i try to live my life with love yes you know love for myself love for people just try and share as much love now i do say i tell people don't get it twisted I keep it real. Okay, yes. But keeping it real doesn't mean that it has to be a negative thing or, or a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? It You know, we're human. Right. We, we got, Your you know. kindness is not weakness, which yes. a lot of people mistake it for, right? Oh, it's actually oh your superpower. <laughs> oh, Tell all us, the time. Ashley, how have people mistaken you? You know, <laughs> it, it's hard, too, because it's like... Uh, well, I've I've gotten better because like I'll be honest, I had to go through therapy to really like learn how to like be firm in my boundaries. Yeah. Because growing up, I I just I don't know, like I was just so kind, but I would get trampled over. Is it like people pleaser tendencies? I know I've been working <sighs> Probably. on that too. Probably. <laughs> I got a lot. I had I definitely had that codependency, yes. all that stuff. I don't have it no more. <laughs> But I definitely had that. But I also think, too, it was like I I deal with anxiety. So it was the anxiety of confrontation. Definitely. And just I'd rather avoid it. Mm -hmm. That was before. No, no. But everyone grows in their own ways. And everything is like a medium of like, you know, like I'm not confrontational either. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to like sometimes address certain things so it doesn't get swept under the rug and then build up over time. But, you know, we're young women and we're learning. We (laughs) are. We are. I yeah, it's but it's it's hard, though, because especially in our business, Mm -hmm. we have to sometimes switch that, you know, flip the switch and be like, no, or I'm not going to tolerate that. Mm -hmm. It really I want to say it goes against who we are, but it, it, it's something that we have to learn how to do and like step out of our comfort zone right. to do. Exactly. It's like, I don't want to be taken as a bitch because I'm saying this right now yeah. because if a, a male said the same thing, you guys would just be like, okay, but I'm so worried about how I come off and <sighs> I, I want them to still like me and I don't want, uh, you know, <laughs> it, all the things. 
I feel you on that. My my mom's rule, she always tells me, is like never cry in front of them. Okay. Uh, she says always maintain your emotions yes. because that's the one. The second you show any emotions, oh, she's emotional. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's right. difficult. A man could flip this table right <laughs> now and it's like, he's passionate. I love wow. it. But he's yeah, driven. he's so driven. He's so driven. Yeah. But my mom comes from corporate America. <laughs> so course. she like really told me, you know, all this stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating, though, because I've definitely have even still been on business calls and I'm completely calm talking like this, being yeah. very straightforward, having facts. And they're like, are you mad? I'm like, what? <laughs> just, <come> on, <laughs> you just want me to be mad. I, <laughs> but I, I feel like that having the family support having mm-hmm. my brother support has really helped me to navigate these these challenges and yeah. even like navigate just the internet criticism and just right. being I, I don't even know if it's like at people's disposal but just like being accessible that's mm-hmm. probably the right way to say it, to be accessible so for you you know you're not the only one who's in the limelight yes. your brother too <laughs> yes. like how has that since your brother has obviously gone to the Falcons mm-hmm. and you building your career, what do you guys ever like talk about the things that you have to deal with? Like, how do you guys support one another? Because I would assume that I mean, I shouldn't assume your, your parents <laughs> no. aren't like influencers or famous or anything, <laughs> no, right? No, 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 okay, okay. I shouldn't, no. I shouldn't assume that you would have been like, well, no, 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 no. But like, how, like, what kind of conversations do you and your brother have? Because it's like you two are going through things that no matter how much your parents support you, they're mm-hmm. not going to fully understand. Right. Of course. Yeah. It, it's interesting because right we're a younger generation we're almost like in these two different industries mm-hmm. that kind of play with each other but are also very separate but the thing that brings us together is being visible to the public right um so i'm not in the sports world but i can understand what it's like to be you know performing and having a lot of pressure on you and the comments and the feedback and i think um just like timeline and context wise my journey started way earlier than mm-hmm. his and then just probably within the last three, four years, he's been getting his own recognition in his own ways. And so he always tells me, like, he calls me Kayla, KK. Oh, <laughs> so cute. He's like, Kayla, like, just seeing you go through your journey and everything has prepared me for all the, like, negative feedback I get, mm. you know? Because when you're in the limelight, it's just the trolls come out. Yeah. And if you're not mentally prepared for it, it I know it broke me down for a little bit of time because it's like, like we're talking about being sensitive and like you know we want people to like you like well i'm not even doing anything why y'all hating but just knowing that those opinions do not matter those opinions do not define you Mm -hmm. and knowing who you are and what you bring to the table um trying to instill that in him and so i genuinely think he's doing pretty good with it uh but his I look at him and he's still my baby brother, but it looks like his life has just 180 overnight completely yeah. where I'm like, you're a full man now. You are fully put in this position. You are in the limelight and he's carrying it so well. Like just the other morning we were watching him on a, a good morning football interview and I was like, are you a fucking pro at this? <laughs> like you're so good at this. So we just have little conversations like that. But I think the biggest one was when we were younger, um, my parents, definitely went out of their way to provide for us they were definitely like working a lot and uh, me and him just really spent a lot of time together both Mm -hmm. of us by ourselves so we have this very deep bond but I think just like the no judgment of like all the little things we said we wanted to be or have it was like yeah you can do that for sure and we I just like flashback to when we were little and being like I was like I want to be a supermodel I'm gonna be in the NFL and it's like that shit's here like today so I just think 
when you're around each other like siblings or if you have kids who are younger and you want them to have that close relationship um them confiding their dreams into each other and like genuinely supporting it sometimes i believe in his dream more than mine so it's just that level of dedication to your family for sure and i mean i can see it i can see the love that you have for your brother i i saw it in uh it was a message you gave to him when he was drafted yes that it video. was so it was no but i love it it was so emotional and raw thank and you, you could tell you. that you you really love your brother and yes. you know you 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 talked a little bit about how he was influenced by you but my mm-hmm. question to you is how has your brother inspired you oh my gosh like i say in that video he's my hero but genuinely he he really is not only has he given me like a tough side we talked about like your older brother giving you you know (laughs) a little bit of a tougher edge you know to like stand up for yourself and and everything like that um but just his kindness his compassion um how much he loves others and how much work ethic he puts into things Mm -hmm. he was just someone i saw since they were this big have a dream and put in the work for it like he was not like other little kids that wanted to just like go play and fuck off like he was running routes by himself at the park near our house like he was going and practicing his jump shot by our house and i was like okay you know if i really want something i gotta kind of work at this (laughs) you're like i gotta put in the work hard i gotta go hard um and so and just seeing how graceful he is being in the position he is especially how young like he's about to be 22 years old okay so still still very young and he's just been so graceful and poised through it all and i just I'm like, you're amazing. I think you're just the coolest guy ever. So it's been really, really awesome. Yeah, I same thing with my brother. Like he definitely the one thing I always appreciate with him is like he always supported me. Like he yes. was never like, Oh, you can't do it. He right. my brother would be the one yelling, You're the best like and I remember even when I played soccer, like, you know, competitive scenes in other women it gets or other girls it gets a little right, catty you know and like you know sometimes like back then i was like oh i don't want to do this anymore anymore my brother was like f that you're the mm-hmm. best you're better than them get out there work your ass off and honestly that really helped to fuel a lot of the times mm-hmm. that i like felt down even now like i'll call my brother and be like yes. oh, i don't want to do this anymore but he'll be like no you put in too much work you got to and it's just you know when you have that village you have that support mm-hmm. it's a it's a beautiful thing yes now yeah <laughs> there's the other side of things Why are you looking at me like that? now <laughs> now there's the other side of things where not just because someone has been in your life for mm-hmm. a long time or have entered a certain point right sometimes they can't be in your village anymore mm-hmm. because of maybe what they're bringing to the table mm-hmm. is pulling you away from what you're trying to achieve or it's the energy that they bring it's just not working or they're just not putting in the work and you got to continue on uh for you how have you been able to navigate those situations where someone that was one once part of that supportive community for yeah. you you kind of had to remove them I, I i'm gonna be candid this specific topic is genuinely hard for me right because okay. I'm such a deep lover. Mm-hmm. I think once you get inside my little heart box, mm-hmm. like I just love you. You're just like so I love you <laughs> much, and I'm loyal to a fault, right? Yeah. Because I'm. I'm What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Okay. okay. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I for a second when you said I'm loyal to a fault, I thought you were gonna say Leo. Oh, that's my brother. Okay, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, because Leo. You? So I'm an Aries. Okay. And my brother is a Leo. Okay, we love. Okay. Yeah, fire yeah, sign. yeah. Yes, fire sign. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. What are your signs? Oh, oh yeah, you're fire. Okay, nice. Okay. Oh, 
she loves her nice things. <laughs> she loves a good nap. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I'll take a nap before you came. There you go. There you go. I, I don't mean to derail yeah. too much. I'm actually surprised you're a Capricorn. Yeah. I feel like Capricorns can be so literal. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> People don't expect me to be a Capricorn. I, I I just think I'm like about the business though. Like I keep mm, it a buck, but okay. I'm like always want to be sweet. I always want to be friends. I have like I don't know if anyone's into astrology, but I have a Gemini rising. So, what's your descending? What's your? I don't know what's a descending. So you have <laughs> so they have it's like your moon. So you have your main one, yeah. and I think it's like what moon sun right? Mm. You're rising because I'm Aries. Libra, which calms me down yes, a lot more, yes. and then Virgo, and the Virgo Ooh. makes me. I'm very observant. I can like, tell very, by very this observant. is Virgo energy. All oh, really? this whole set, <laughs> this whole everything, the details, honey. I'm very, very <laughs> yes. observant. And then, like I said, the Libra side, it calms down my fire yes. side. Yeah. So, like, it, it's like uh, they said, it's like the first one, and obviously, like what you're born is mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. I think this is, I think they said that the rising one is how you're perceived right. and then fuck what's the third one emotions yeah okay so this is going to tie back in your question right okay. like how to how to um like break off with people that are no longer in your village and your tribe so my moon sign is pisces so i be crying bro over oh, it. No. i be upset over <laughs> it i be in my feelings over it i'm a deep lover mm-hmm. platonically romantically family wise um so you know, I've had to grow out of this, but I definitely give benefit of the doubt and I definitely give chances. Mm-hmm. But once someone has kind of, I need to get better at it, but burned me a couple times, unfortunately, when I still try to give my grace, I still try to give my heart, I still try to extend myself. Because mm-hmm. look, no one's perfect, right? People make mistakes. So I'm never one to just, you're deaded, you're done. I'm going to still try. Okay, mm. now that's led me to leave, be in relationships longer than I should have, friendships longer than I should have. Um, but at the same time, once that person has reared its head, like these, these are your colors and this is how you're moving, then it's just kind of like a graceful exit, a graceful bow out. Mm. And I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight. I'm actually wishing you the best. I actually still, I know it's hard for people to still understand. I genuinely still support you. Like I want you to do well. Like I want you to get everything you want out of this life. It's just not at my table, boo. Listen, and that like, start, yeah. that kills people. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that kills people because it's like, I tried so hard, right, to salvage it. Mm-hmm. But once you're still showing that it's like, either I'm not as important to you or you don't you don't care about the effort or not even, like, reciprocating yeah. on the effort, then it's kind of just deaded and it's done. And it's just kind of funny because a lot of people come in my life back again a couple years later wanting to fix it. But then the heart gunk on ice, it's on cold <laughs> by then. <laughs> So it's not really, you know, I, yeah. I don't really reopen doors. I don't really, if you're in a chapter in my past for a reason, you're in a chapter in my past for a yeah. reason. But I still want the best for you. Yeah. yeah. That's how I personally navigate it. I know it's not the healthiest. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, it, it, it's okay because, I, I mean, that's something that I struggle with too, where mm-hmm. it's just like, ah, oh, like, like giving the people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes just like, yeah, but I think they're cheating. But I've had to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there's a few things I had to learn through therapy. First of all, therapy is, whew, I love it. Tell I love me, it. Therapy me. is everything. <laughs> it's, 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 it's helped me to 
learn how to set boundaries for myself because one of the things that i started realizing was kind of going back to your saying Mm -hmm. when like you're like oh my my kind heart and Mm -hmm. people my therapist i remember she said this i it was a mic drop (laughs) i was like damn she's cold like she's it's true but she's cold she said i told her about a situation and she was just like "Mm -hmm. you do know you allow that to happen and that was the mic drop (laughs) like wait what she's like you allow that to happen so the only person you can be upset with is yourself because you did not set boundaries and when she said that i was like dang like it's true there's sometimes these relationships Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not and and this is where it gets it gets very deep sometimes the relationships it's not necessarily about the person being bad it's the fact that us as individuals have been operating so long without Mm -hmm. boundaries Mm -hmm. that they think it's okay because we right. don't say it's not okay right it's like an unruly child child you right yeah an unruly child where they don't know they're being bad because you've never disciplined them to show yeah. them like you don't act like this in public you know yeah is it on the parent or is that on the child and then we're kind of the parent of our own boundaries and it's a whole yeah it's a whole thing but you can work <laughs> on it too girl we can go into a support group together girl it's fine <laughs> but i feel like once i've done that mm. it's then it's the other challenging part where, mm-hmm. where we talked about how like i was like i don't i used to not like confrontation. i still don't like confrontation i've had to learn how to deal with it of course but then it got to the point where i set the boundaries and then now i was dealing with confrontation because there's people in my life who weren't used to me having boundaries and the now pushback. the pushback <laughs> yeah. i'm the bad person right. now and like all these different things and it's hard i mean do you it, do you feel like it's hard to as, like you're growing your career but mm-hmm. you're simultaneously having to grow as a person yeah. and it's it's so hard because it's so vulnerable and you want to cry mm-hmm. but you're like i gotta cry and i gotta schedule my yeah. shoot i gotta do this tomorrow <laughs> like <laughs> it don't stop for nobody no like, it does yeah. not no. no i've definitely um mastered the art of scheduling my emotions all right, so Wait, like, it doesn't mean you, yeah, you got to pencil it in. Yeah, Friday. <laughs> Friday at two. All right, we are fucking crying. <laughs> no, but um, uh, utilizing, I know it sounds like more blatant, but uh, scheduling your emotions. So like say something is bothering me, I'm really upset at something to the point where like I want to cry, I want to mm-hmm. vent, I want to let it out. Getting maybe back in the car when I'm done with whatever I'm doing, then letting it out. Like you said, don't let them see you cry, right? Mm-hmm. Um scheduling like okay maybe when i'm in the shower i'm gonna argue with that person i wanted to cuss out today and i get it all out or like you want to text back something horrible to someone because they pissed you off right go in your notes app you let that you let it run you let it go and just scheduling those times for it because i noticed when i wasn't when i was trying to bottle it all in right and be so strong it would come out even crazier because it just is like it's too much to hold in right and so it's like you can still have your emotions you can still feel how you feel you are valid in your feelings but do you need to take it out on everyone do you need to let people see it right um so i i grew in that being like okay i'm gonna have my little meltdown in private though when i get into my car and i'm gonna wipe my tears and then i'm gonna go to my next shit like (laughs) and move on so it's like you're not carrying it around with you all Mm -hmm. day trying to master the art of just actually letting it wash over you and now you're done now i can move on to the next thing and it's way easier said than done for sure but that's been my journey for the last couple years (laughs) the power of letting go is if you see me crying on um the 101 mind your business (laughs) (laughs) just let her cry y'all just let let her cry 
So where can people come to check out what you're doing? Not crying though, no, but no, like no, everything no. else. I'm not that big of a cry. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. With you. <laughs> where can come pe- people come check me out? Um, always posting on Instagram. I'm having a lot of fun on TikTok. Um, I just am started getting into YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always find like my older mixes on SoundCloud. My DJ mixes. Um, we definitely have some more new music coming on the way. Okay. I'm having like my first show coming up in like two weeks i'm so oh, excited yes congrats. I'm, thank you thank you i'm headlining my first show in new york on june 22nd okay um so it's gonna be at somewhere nowhere in new york and i'm really excited about it we're gonna have like a ratchet good old time I'm re- <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a really good time but uh yeah just like you were saying earlier venturing into different spaces where i'm like yes of course i model of course i do things on social media um but I want a career for 10, 15, 20 years where I'm just having fun and being myself. And I think it's possible. So it is yeah, possible. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your social media? So if people like yeah. to follow you um, at Michaela London on everything at M-A-K-A-Y-L-A-L-O-N-D-O-N. And yeah, and you can follow my brother, too, if you want to keep up with us and everything at Drake London. And yeah. I love that plug. <laughs> Family plug. Yeah, Gotta exactly. love it. Always, always, always. <laughs> well, Michaela, thank you so much for joining thank me you. today. I really appreciate oh. your real gems and your insight. Oh, wait. Actually, hold on. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing. I forgot. Yeah, I'm, I'm tripping. We always end the show with this one thing. Yes. What's the one advice that you want everyone to walk away with? What's the one real gem that you want to drop? Um, my real gems for Miss Erin Ashley. Um, you... Okay, all the things that you were made fun of as a little kid and bullied for or people thought you were weird or different is actually the thing that makes you stand out the most in your adulthood, right? So I'm going like off physical appearances. Kids are mean, right, when you're yeah. little. Um, but I have bushy eyebrows, I have big curly hair, and I used to get made fun of for that a lot. I'm tall, mm-hmm. and I would tweeze my eyebrows so skinny. I would straighten my hair to freaking death. Where I had like no hair, it was all broken off. I hated that I was so tall. And now that I'm an adult and grew into myself, it's actually all the things I love the most about myself. And I feel like it makes me stick out the most and I get complimented on um, the most. So that can go with anything mentally, emotionally, physically, or your interests, right? Mm-hmm. Say you, you're really into the genre of music that your friends and family think you're weird for. That is your superpower, though. And, you know, when you're going to grow into the space that that makes you unique and special and stand out. And so all the things that make you different are actually for you to grow and, and show other younger kids that they can be like you too. I love that. Also, I, listen, I have the same thing with my eyebrows. I'm yeah. just happy I can grow them. You have good eyebrows, oh, girl. You. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michaela, thank you so much thank you, for joining. I really yeah. appreciate you, you dropping all the amazing gems. Yes, and thank yes. you to all the viewers who are tuning in. Let us know. What is your favorite gem from today's episode? Drop it in the comment section. Also, can't forget, you got to like, follow, and subscribe so you can stay in tune with all the amazing guests and their journey. And if you like Michaela's episode, well, we have another great one coming up shortly. Until then, my name is Erin Ashley Simon, and I'll see you all later. Boom. Killed that shit. <laughs>